Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where we're going to learn how to describe situations and experiences that we have had. So, you may have had different experiences in your life and you might describe them in this way right now. It was fun or it wasn't fun or I liked doing that or I didn't like doing that. In this English lesson, we're going to look at a whole bunch of other ways to describe experiences and situations that you've been in. Let me just repeat that for a sec. We usually say experiences that you had or situations that you've been in. So, we kind of use each word a bit differently but they both refer to the things that happen in life or the things that you do in life. So, once again, welcome to this English lesson where we're going to talk about how to describe situations and experiences. One way to describe something is to say that it was confusing but often we use the little phrase hard to understand. This is a huge classroom probably at a university and maybe the professor uh isn't very easy to understand. The professor is hard to understand. If someone said to you, how was the class that you went to today? You could say, oh, it was really confusing. The professor is hard to understand or the class was hard to understand. Uh this happened to me in university when I took my second calculus class. I think I've mentioned that before. When I took Calc 1, it was easy to understand. When I took Calc 2, Calculus 2, it was hard to understand. I passed but my grade wasn't very good at all. You can also in English uh in a very informal way say that it was something else when you're describing something. So, let me use this in a few example sentences because it's kind of a weird little uh little phrase. If I went kayaking on this beautiful lake, if someone said, what was that like? What was that experience like? I might say, it was something else. So, what this means is that it was amazing. It was wonderful. Uh it was just awesome. It was really, really fun. Uh when you say uh an experience or a situation was something else. It just means you really, really enjoyed it. Uh maybe you went to a concert and it was just amazing. You saw Ed Sheeran. You might say, oh, it was something else. It was amazing. So, kind of an informal way to describe something that is really cool, really fun, really amazing. And then we have a simpler way to describe something here and it's just to say that something is enjoyable. We often use this when we talk about having a meal with others. So, if you have the experience of having a meal with friends or family, you might say, oh, it was a very enjoyable meal. Um it was just an enjoyable time. We went to a restaurant. The the food was delicious. Uh we had really good conversation. It was a very enjoyable time. Or it was a very enjoy- enjoyable thing to do. Sorry, I'll try to pronounce the English words correctly as I do this lesson. Um by the way, when I do these lessons, it's very enjoyable for me. I hope it's enjoyable for you. Eerie. So, when I think of the word eerie, I usually think of being alone, usually not somewhere like not in a city, usually like out in a country. If I walked down this path at night, and there was just a little bit of moonlight coming through the tree branches. I would describe that walk as an eerie experience. I if someone said, how was your walk through the forest at night? I I would say, oh, it was eerie. There were little sounds I could hear and the wind was blowing a little bit and making this funny noise or um I couldn't quite see. It was a little bit dark. It was just very eerie. 
I thought I was hearing things all around me. So, when something is eerie, it means a little bit scary. Uh, a little bit spooky might be another word that we would use uh, but certainly a walk through the forest at night would be eerie. Uh so this is a very informal word. Uh, I had to look it up to make sure that it's actually a word in English but when something is really boring, sometimes we call it a snooze fest. <laughs> so, I'll use the example again of uh, a classroom but it, this time a teacher who's really boring where as you're as you're listening, you might actually be starting to fall asleep or you might just use the word snooze fest to describe something that was really boring and you didn't actually fall asleep. Um sometimes when you're sitting and listening to someone talk for a long time, uh you could describe it as saying, oh, that lecture was really boring or that talk was oh, it was just a snooze fest um which means it was so boring you could have fallen asleep Or it might even mean you did fall asleep. That can happen as well. Again, a very informal word, snooze fest. Um but I thought it was just a word I made up but it if you look it up on Google, you'll actually find a definition um for that word. Outstanding. So, when you describe something as outstanding, it means that it was done at a very high level. It means that if you're watching a performance, the dancers or actors or singers were perfect. They just you were just amazed at how good of a job they did. So, if I went to see um a show um maybe some kind of stage show, if someone said, oh, what was what was the play like? I could say, oh, it was outstanding. It was just amazing. It was one of the best plays I've ever seen. So, when you describe something as outstanding, you just mean that it's really, really well done. I would use this to describe I don't know if you know English with Lucy. English with Lucy is another YouTube channel uh, and she teaches English and her lessons are outstanding. That's how I would describe them. They are really well put together. She's very well spoken, very logical. That's always important to me. I like people who are logical. So, I would say her lessons are outstanding. Now, the opposite would be what we call a letdown. Maybe you've wanted to go to a concert for a long time and you bought tickets and you went to the concert and it wasn't very good. Maybe the musicians sound really good uh when you listen to a recording but when they play live, they just don't do a good job. You would say, oh, it was a letdown. How was the concert? It was it was a letdown. It was kind of a letdown. They they weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. Another example would be if you were going to see a play and there was a famous actor in the play and then the day you go, that actor is sick and they have someone fill in. The understudy uh performs instead. You would say, oh, the play was really good but it was a bit of a letdown because the main actor wasn't there. So, a letdown. Hope my lessons aren't a letdown for you. I hope they're outstanding. No, I wouldn't describe my own lessons that way. Hey, when you have a lot of fun, when you go out with friends or maybe go out with family and you really enjoy yourself, we sometimes say that it's a blast. Uh how was your day at the beach? It was a blast. We had so much fun. We played volleyball. We laughed. At night, we had a campfire on the beach. I had a blast or it was a blast. You can use either way to describe it. Um so, definitely when you really enjoy something, when it is a lot of fun, we would say that it's a blast. Mesmerizing. When you describe an experience as mesmerizing, you're basically saying You couldn't look away 
because it was so interesting. It was so cool. It was so fun to watch. When I think of the word mesmerizing, I usually think of musicians who are really good at playing their instrument. When I watch someone who's a really good guitar player and I watch their fingers on the guitar and I hear the sounds, it's mesmerizing. I can't I can't help but just watch them play. Um I'm not how would I say this? It's not hypnotizing. That's a little bit different but mesmerizing just is a time when you're in a situation or experience where you just watch what's happening and you just really really enjoy it. And then out of this world. I think I talked about this phrase in another lesson a few weeks ago. I think I described a trip as being out of this world. When you say something is out of this world, it just means it was like so fun, so enjoyable, so awesome. It was one of the most amazing things you've ever done in your life. So, if you ever went on a trip and you stayed on a lake like this and if someone said, "What? Whoa, what was that like? You probably would say, oh, it was out of this world. Like at night, we could see the uh northern lights. Uh at night, we could see um uh lightning bugs flying around. You might describe it as out of this world. Something that was just really, really fun, enjoyable and beautiful, I think. All of those things. Captivating. So, I would say captivating fits in the same category for me as mesmerizing. When I think of something that's captivating, it's again when you're appreciating something so much, you you just you just can't stop watching. When you go to a concert, when you go to a show, if something just um you know you visually it's amazing. When you hear things, it's amazing. Um we would just say it's captivating. When people dance, it can be captivating. When people play an instrument, it can be captivating. It just means that they do it well to the point where you just really enjoy watching them do it. Worth it. So, this is a phrase that people have asked me about. People who are learning English. What does worth it mean? Well, worth it means that something you did something and you're glad that you did it. Hey, have you ever gone to Disneyland? Yeah, I went last year. Was it worth it? Oh, it was totally worth it. We had so much fun. And the flip side would be, no, it wasn't worth it. (laughs) We didn't have any fun and it was really expensive. So, when you describe something as being worth it, we're not always talking about money but a little bit, you know. Was the concert worth it? Oh, yeah. I totally would go again. It was totally worth it. I don't mind that I spent a hundred dollars to see Ed Sheeran. It was worth it. So, you're what you're saying is the amount of money you spent or the time you spent um was valuable to you. You were like, yes, this was a good decision. Uh I was happy that I did this. Over the top. When we say something is over the top, we mean it's amazing but it might even be like almost too much. A good example would be this. If you go to a concert and you see that they have giant screens everywhere. Like they actually have more screens than they need. You could say, oh, that it was just over the top. They went over the top for that concert. I mean, there were 27 big screens in the stadium. So, when you say over the top, you mean you were expecting something to be this good and it was even better but maybe in a slightly crazy way. It was over the top. My lessons are not over the top. My lessons are as good as they need to be. That's how I would describe them. 
hard to follow. Now, this one is similar to the first one we look at uh looked at. Uh we talked about hard to understand. When you say that something is hard to follow, if you said, well, the class, it was hard to follow or the prof, he was hard to follow. Um it doesn't mean you're walking behind them. It means you're having trouble understanding. You might be experiencing this when you watch my videos. I might talk too fast for you and you might find that it's hard to follow the lesson. So, when you describe something as hard to follow, it means you're having trouble understanding it. Maybe you're watching uh, a lot of English television and in some cases, you can understand what's happening but with other shows, you find it hard to follow, hard to understand. Nasty. Now, the word nasty has a lot of different meanings. When I think of describing a situation and using the word nasty, I usually think of a storm. So, sometimes we'll just have a really nasty storm at night. That means there's lots of wind and lightning and rain and thunder. Uh it's just um a crazy storm. So, when you describe something as nasty, it means that it's not pleasant. So, you wouldn't describe something nasty as being enjoyable. You would say, oh, that was a nasty storm last night. I hope trees didn't blow over in the wind. It was nasty. Remarkable. So, when you describe a situation as remarkable, um you're basically saying it's something you'll remember for a long time. You're saying that you did enjoy yourself. Let's say you visit a city somewhere and you just really enjoyed all of the buildings you saw. You could say, oh, it was just remarkable. I went to Toronto and it was remarkable. Um it can also be that you're impressed. Like maybe you just thought, wow, they've built some really beautiful buildings in this city. Uh it is definitely remarkable. So, memorable would be another word you could use but uh remarkable simply means that you liked it a lot. Puzzling. When you find a situation puzzling, it means that you were somewhere and you needed to figure out something and you had trouble figuring it out. I find it puzzling when I'm in a traffic jam um because I don't understand why it's happening and I don't know how to get out of it. You just have to wait. So, when you say something is puzzling, it means it's hard for you to understand either why it's happening or it's hard for you to figure out how to get out of the situation. Um let's say you were sitting in a class in school and it was the wrong class. You might say, oh, this is really puzzling. Why am I in the wrong class and how do I what do I do now? So, it's when you're in a situation where you don't know how you You don't know necessarily how you got there and you don't know how to get out of it. By the way, that was a pretty bad explanation of puzzling. You should look that one up online to get a better definition. Um inspiring. When something is inspiring, it makes you want to do better things in your life. So, the best example would be maybe you went and listened to someone talk and they talked about things you could do to do a better job at work. Maybe your work sent you to a workshop and they had a speaker there who taught you some techniques to be more efficient uh, at work. You could say that that uh that experience was inspiring. It caused you to change how you do certain things in your life. It's why we have the term inspirational speaker. Sometimes you go and hear a speaker and the person can be described as 
inspirational. Um, and you could use that to describe the event as well. You could say, oh, that workshop was inspiring or the workshop was inspirational. It made me want to do things in a better way. Creepy. <laughs> Whenever I think of creepy, I think about there's a lake close to my house and when I was a teenager, there was an old house on the lake. This is not it. This is just a picture. Uh it was an old house on the lake and it had like all the windows were broken and one of my friends liked to go there at night to explore that house and I found the house really creepy and I found the experience really creepy. Um we would go with flashlights and we would kind of he was always looking for old coins and those kinds of things. So, I found it very creepy. Um mostly because um no one lived in the house. The house was starting to fall apart uh and we would always go at night. By the way, if you watch uh any kind of horror movie, you would probably say the movie was really creepy and we even have a phrase in English. You could say, oh, it creeped me out. So, when something's creepy, it's a little bit scary. That would be how I would describe it. Too much or overwhelming. When you describe something as being too much or when you say something was overwhelming, you're basically saying that you weren't comfortable there. For me, when I'm in a crowd of people, it's too much. It's too much for me. When I go to a sporting event and it's crowded like this, it's too much. When I go to the a store and if the music's really loud, it's too much for me. So, it's when something is uncomfortable. It's when you don't like something. It's when usually your senses, maybe your sense of space or your sense of touch or hearing uh or smell, um there's just too much happening and you would say, you would use too much to describe it. Like, oh, I went to the concert and uh I was in the front row but it was too much for me. It was it was too loud. It was too crowded. It was too much. I did not like it at all. It was overwhelming and we use this phrase a lot by the way, too much. Um yeah, it was just too much for me. Mystical. Whenever I think of an experience that's mystical, it's usually something that happened early in the morning. I was on a trip once for school uh, and I couldn't sleep because of the time change and so I went for a walk before the sun came up and I would say that walk, that experience was very mystical. Um I saw the sunrise. Um there were no people around. I was just in nature. So, I would say mystical is a beautiful feeling you get usually from being in nature at a time when something cool is happening like a sunrise or a sunset. Um maybe you're walking along the ocean hearing the waves and watching the sun go down. You might say that it's that's a very mystical experience. And then of course, we have magical which is very very similar. Magical would again be used to describe an experience that you just really enjoyed and was really fun. It was very very interesting and it made you feel really really cool inside. Like if I visited this castle, I would probably say the experience of visiting the castle was very magical. Um I felt like I was in another time and place. Um a zoo. So, I used this phrase in a short lesson a few weeks ago. I said, ah, it was a zoo. So, the best example I can come up with for describing a situation as a zoo would be Black Friday in North America. 
So Black Friday is a day in uh, November where the stores have really cheap uh, things. So for one day, you can buy all kinds of things like TVs and other items for not very much money but it's a zoo. People line up in the morning. When they open the doors, it looks like this literally. People run in and they they fight over things and they get mad and they yell at each other and everyone's trying to buy the same thing at the same time. I would describe that as a zoo. Ah, it was a zoo. Sometimes my classes, my students have lots of energy and they're having trouble sitting in their seats and when I come home, I might say, Jen might say, how were your classes? And I might say, oh, it was a zoo today. Um, you do know what a zoo is, right? A zoo is a place where there's lots of animals. So, when we use this phrase, when we describe something as a zoo, we're basically saying people are acting crazy uh in that situation. Nuts. So, this is a very informal way to describe something similar to when you say something was a zoo. Every time Apple comes out with a new phone, um people line up for hours at the Apple store in their city to get the new phone and I just think this is nuts. When you say something is nuts, it means you're like, I don't know why people do that. They're a little bit crazy maybe. I wouldn't do that. I just think it's nuts. You can also use nuts to describe something like this. You could say, oh, it was nuts at the store. There were so many people there and they were all trying to grab the same thing. So, When you say something is a zoo or when you say something is nuts, it's very, very similar. Both very informal uh, but both quite common. A ghost town. So, a ghost is like a spirit of someone after they've died. I don't really believe in ghosts but when you have a town with no people in it, we call it a ghost town. We also describe something where there are no people as a ghost town. If I went to the grocery store in the middle of the night, it would be a ghost town. There wouldn't be any people in the store except for the cashiers. So, you can use ghost town to describe anything. I was gonna say that is devoid of people. Do you know the word devoid? Uh this when something is devoid of something, it means that it's not there. But when a store is empty in the middle of the night, you might describe it as a ghost town. And then of course, One other word on the same level is packed. So, we're talking about a place being very crowded. Uh what was it like at the grocery store? It was packed. There were so many people there. What was it like um at the restaurant? The restaurant was packed. We had to wait an hour to get a seat. So, when you say something is packed, it means it is very, very crowded. It means that there are a lot of people there. And then pleasant. When you describe something as being pleasant, it means that you enjoyed it. A lot of times, I think about conversations. We sometimes describe conversations as being pleasant. Oh, I had a really pleasant conversation with my mom the other day. That means I had a nice conversation, an enjoyable conversation. It means I smiled a lot during the conversation. So, when you describe uh, an event, uh, a situation or an experience as pleasant, it means it made you happy. It was nice energizing. When I go for a walk, it's energizing. You would think if I went for a walk, I would be tired after my walk but any kind of exercise I do actually gives me more energy for the day. When I go for a walk, I'm more alert. I'm more awake. I'm very, very energized. So, you could say that working out is energizing. It gives you energy. Refreshing. When you describe something as being refreshing, 
It means that you've done something differently or you've done something that just makes you feel very, very calm and peaceful. Um when you go to maybe yoga class which I've never really done, I don't think. I think you would think it's very refreshing. You might even say it's a breath of fresh air. So, at work, sometimes we do something different and it's very refreshing. Sometimes we eat lunch outside instead of eating lunch inside and it's very refreshing. We're doing something new in a different place and it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Exhausting. So, I tried to find a picture of someone uh babysitting or taking care of young children uh because that can be exhausting. When you do something that makes you very tired, when you do something that makes you uh unhappy, tired, maybe you have to do it for a long time, we describe it as exhausting. You could describe your job as exhausting. If I had a job where I had to lift bricks all day, I would come home and say work was exhausting today. The experience was exhausting. So, it just means something that made you very, very tired. Harrowing. So, a harrowing experience is an experience that was very stressful. A car accident would be a harrowing experience. If you were in a store and the store got robbed, that would be a harrowing experience. When we say something is a harrowing experience, it's very stressful. It's probably something bad that has happened um and it's probably something like the two examples I just gave you. Um certainly, if you are in a car accident, it's a very harrowing experience. It's frightening. It's stressful. It is not pleasant at all. Exhilarating. I'll say that word again. Exhilarating. Probably a hard word for English learners to learn to pronounce. But when something is exhilarating, it it means it's very, very exciting. So, when you go on a roller coaster, it's definitely exhilarating. (laughs) It's something that um it's not that you're afraid but it's something that gives you an adrenaline rush. Do you know what adrenaline is? Your body releases adrenaline when you do something slightly scary or exciting or fun or extreme like going on a roller coaster. But certainly at the end of each school year as a school, we sometimes go to an amusement park and when I go on the roller coaster, it's exhilarating. So, I wanna say it's like scary but in a good way. Does that make sense? Like it's a little bit scary but it's also a lot of fun. It's kind of a mixture of the two. Well organized. I love going to events that are well organized. I love it when I'm in a situation at work and someone has organized something and it's just well organized. It's so nice. (laughs) It's just a better experience when it's well organized. I sometimes go to teacher conventions and I really like it when the convention is well organized. So, everything runs on time. There's a schedule for the day. Lunch is ready when lunch starts. You don't have to wait for lunch. So, everything uh, whoever is in charge has organized the event well and it's well organized. As opposed to a mess or a disaster. So, you can describe something as a mess even if it's not messy, okay? So, a mess is when let's say after you eat in your kitchen, maybe you eat takeout and there's just stuff everywhere. We say it's a mess but if you go to an event that's not well organized, you could say it's a mess. 
So, maybe it was supposed to start at 9 and it doesn't start till 10. Um maybe they um they had a microphone and the microphone stopped working and then everyone was supposed to have lunch at noon but lunch wasn't ready until 12:30. You would say, "Ah, oh, the whole day was a mess. It was a disaster. It was not well organized." So, when you say something's a mess, it's the opposite of saying that it's well organized. Excruciating. Another word that's probably hard to pronounce. Excruciating. When something is excruciating, it's really hard to watch or listen to because it might be boring. It might be very badly done. It might just be um maybe you can tell they weren't well prepared. A good example would be listening to someone play a musical instrument when they're not good at it but they play a really long song. So, when I was um I used to go to piano recitals and children would play piano and most of the children would have really good songs and play them but every once in a while um one of the kids would play a song and you could tell they hadn't practiced very much and it was excruciating. Basically means it was just really hard to sit there and listen to because it wasn't well done and they weren't well prepared. Excruciating. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.